the only Ohio State sports podcast made by students for students. The buck stops here. Hey everybody, welcome to the buck stops here. We are in Arizona right now, December 30th, 2016, ready to go for the Fiesta Bowl tomorrow. We will be on the call. It is me, Dylan Tyre, Tim Tully, and David Ellison. We're fired up for the game tomorrow, 4 o'clock kickoff, so we figured we'd give you guys a little preview, courtesy of SGSR. 5 o'clock kickoff? 5 o'clock kickoff. We're two hours behind, not three. Oh, that's what I was, I was confused coming from California. And they only have the hour difference, like, for part of the year here. But anyway... They don't do daylight savings, that's yeah. why. Anyway, we just got back from In-N-Out Burger out here in Arizona. It was the first time for David Ellison. We had a, a wild Uber ride. <laughs> so, Tim, how about you t- How about you start it off? You kick t- how was your flight here? Tell us a little bit about the experience to start the journey. My flight that was scheduled to go four hours and 30 minutes went a solid six hours and 10 minutes. I'm pretty sure our pilot got lost coming out of Boston and took us towards London for a little while. Then we swept back through the uh, Atlantic ocean down through South Carolina, flew right the did the Clemson route in our way over here, but it was all good. Got there, you know, hit, hit the in and out and then made, made some great friends with the Uber driver. Of course. Uh, David, how about you? Well, I was hopping around on a tiny puddle jumper that decided to take the most roundabout way to get here, going through Houston before hitting up Denver and then coming over to Phoenix after flying out of Detroit to start things off. So I got to see most of the country in the multiple hours that I spent on the plane today. And I had probably the easiest trip out of anybody, just a nice little five-hour straight shot from L.A. right here to Phoenix. So uh, we'll get into it right away. We got bellies full of some delicious In-N-Out, mind full of some jokes and laughter from the Uber driver. Jesus. So we'll, we'll get right into it with you guys uh, for this preview for the Fiesta Bowl tomorrow. Clemson, number two in the nation, 12-1, and 3-0 versus top 25 opponents. Ohio State, on the other hand, ranked number three in the nation, 11-1, 4-0 versus top 25 opponents. So, Tim, I'll ask you first, what are some of the matchups you like and don't like uh, in this game tomorrow? Well, one thing I certainly don't like is I don't like the Clemson defensive line really against anybody other than Pat Offline and Billy Price. Dexter Lawrence and Carlos Watkins are just studs in the interior. And then Christian Wilkins, Cleveland Farrell, and Austin Bryant are all really good defensive ends that can take advantage of the Ohio State tackles. Jermarco Jones has been pretty good throughout this year, but especially in the latter half of the season, we've seen Isaiah Prince have a lot of struggles in the uh, pass protecting. And that really concerns me. I saw something today, I think that the Lantern wrote about Isaiah Prince and said that he is kind of disregarding what the fans are saying about him in terms of his struggles because they there was some stat on there that just he's allowed like 25 QB pressures in the three games that he struggled the most, being the Penn State game, um, maybe the Wisconsin game, and the Michigan game. But those three games he's really looked poor. But Urban Meyer said that he's worked extremely hard, maybe harder than anybody he's ever seen in preparation for a bowl game these past couple of weeks in practice. And Billy Price has really taken um, Isaiah Prince under his wing and has given him some guidance. So I'd look for Isaiah Prince to step up tomorrow and have some better technique. But I definitely agree with some of those areas 
where you're concerned. What about you, David? Yeah, I agree with the defensive line, but looking offensively, Clemson is stacked at the skill positions where they have so many weapons that it's going to put a lot of pressure on Ohio State's defense to contain everyone. Uh, Mike Williams leading the way. Uh, Clemson's only 1,000-yard receiver. He's the go-to target, and he is everything you want in a wide receiver. Ten touchdowns on the year, and he's going to be tough to stop. Yeah, I'd say if I had one concern, too, obviously that defensive line is scary against a little bit less experienced of of an Ohio State offensive line, but those wide receivers are certainly something uh, to worry about. And you can't discount Deshaun Watson as a a rusher, along with Wayne Gallman in the backfield for, for Clemson. And then Jordan Leggett also... Uh, from the tight end position, but I just think Clemson has so many wide receivers. I think Damon Arnett's going to have to have a big game tomorrow and step up uh, for Ohio State as they get back into uh, that cornerback depth uh, with some more receivers on the field like Clemson likes to spread it out. What about some stuff that you guys like, matchups for Ohio State that you're looking forward to and where you think Clemson's defense or offense can be exposed tomorrow? Well, I'll tell you what, the one criticism that people have of Deshaun Watson is that sometimes he throws, he's a little loose with the football, throws a lot of interceptions. And that's one thing Ohio State does better than anybody else, is get interceptions. They have 19 on the season. But also taking them back to the house. Six pick sixes for Ohio State. Three alone for Malik Hooker. Should have four, but got one called back for that late low block on, I think it was Damon Arnett or Webb. Uh, but Ohio State's number one in the country on pass defensive efficiency at 91% per play. Basically meaning they win the play when it's a pass 91% of the time, which is pretty impressive. And facing a, a team with Mike Williams, Artavis Scott, Deshaun Watson, you're going to need the safety play of Malik Hooker and Webb to help out the corners in Conley and Lattimore. We'll probably see some Arnett as well because they like to go a lot of three wide receiver sets. But maybe you know you, you get a tip ball and you let Malik Hooker catch it and see what you can do. I like the odds of Ohio State secondary you know, doing an, a good enough job on those wide receivers to give the safety some chance to make plays? Uh, I For my matchup that I like, I'd have to go one of the... I have two matchups that I like. Same thing for me, Deshaun Watson versus the Ohio State secondary. Watson has not thrown an interception in only four games this season. So not great numbers there. And in, in two of the biggest games, arguably, the Louisville game and then also the one game that they lost against Pitt... He threw three picks in each of those games. So the key for Ohio State in winning this game, the Louisville game versus Clemson was a close one. Key for Ohio State is going to be generating turnovers by way of Deshaun Watson. And they definitely have guys on the back end of that of the Ohio State defense that are capable. Malik Cooker, six interceptions. Marshawn Lattimore, four picks. Garyon Conley hasn't been thrown at a lot this season and still has three interceptions and was a second-team All-Big Ten selection. Then the other matchup that I like on the defense is the linebacking core, and in particular, Jerome Baker against Jordan Leggett, the tight end for Clemson, who had 38 catches this year for 637 yards and seven touchdowns, which was good for, I believe, third on the team because they had Deion Kane going deep for a lot of touchdowns this season with nine. But Jordan Leggett against the athletic Jerome Baker uh, in the middle for Ohio State. Baker, 79 tackles this season, eight and a half for loss, three and a half sacks, also has two interceptions and is extremely athletic showed off his athleticism with a pick of Wilton Spate in the Michigan game at Ohio State a couple weeks ago. So I really like that. They're going to have to shut down Leggett just because they have so many receiving options, and I think Jerome Baker can do that. What about you, David? 
Well, mine is threefold. So starting offensively, I like Curtis Samuel coming out of the backfield, uh, especially matched up against Clemson's linebackers. I think they can be exposed in space. They do a very good job. They're very aggressive against the run, but in pass coverage, I think they're suspect, and Curtis Samuel can exploit that. Meanwhile, against two vaunted defenses, the field position game is going to be key, and Cameron Johnston is one of the best punters in the country. Yeah, Meanwhile, that's a good point. On the Clemson end, Andy Teasdale is average at best, averages less than 40 yards per punt. Uh, Nets just a tick over 35 yards per punt. So that can be key in flipping field, uh, getting Clemson in tough position, and looking at the one game Clemson lost against Pitt, Pitt's defense shut down Clemson's running game, made them one-dimensional. As a team, Clemson only had 50 yards rushing in that game, and it turned into a shootout. They lost by a point. I like Ohio State's front seven against Clemson, especially uh, they have a freshman right tackle as well who can be exploited, and I think they can do a great job of shutting down Wayne Gallman and putting all of the burden on Watson's shoulders and forcing him to make plays and thereby getting the turnovers and errant mistakes that you guys are talking about. Uh, go ahead. And one thing you say, you know, you were talking about how Teasdale doesn't really fire it down pretty far. I will say, though, what Clemson has flipped in the last couple years is their coverage units have been much better than in the past. Last year, they went up three kick return touchdowns. They haven't let up one this year. One was in that national championship game to Alabama as well. We've seen Ohio State struggling to kind of get the ball upfield on those kickoffs, as well as the punt return, having a lot of struggles in that as well. But Clemson has one of the top ratios in the country for punt, punt return yards. They're plus 215 right now in return yards against return low yards. And they're averaging on the kickoffs under 19 yards per return. So guys aren't even getting up to that 25-yard line for the touchback. So they're doing a good job. Greg Hugel doing pretty mm -hmm. well there in that regard as well. Yeah, I think that when you talk about the field position matchup as well, Greg Hugel hasn't done a great job at kicking uh, from distance this season. So I think that could be another thing to look forward to for Ohio State. Uh, not going to be a lot of three-point tries from deep. They can, you know, force around midfield, force Clemson's offense to make plays. So now let's move on. Now that we know what some of the matchups we like are, what are some of your keys to the game? We'll start it off with David this time. Well, you guys talked about it starting with, Clemson's defensive line, there's going to be a lot of pressure, and it has to start with Pat Elfline and Billy Price containing these monster defensive tackles on Clemson's end. If Clemson has their will, it's going to wreak havoc on Ohio State's offensive game plan. They are incredibly aggressive in their front seven. I think they're third in the nation in tackles for a loss and really get up the field quickly, and Ohio State's going to need to establish it in the trenches early. All right, for me, I, I agree with the same thing. I think it's going to be the three in the middle for Ohio State being Elfline, uh, Price, and Michael Jordan, the left guard, center, and right guard against those defensive tackles for Clemson, Carlos Watkins, and Dexter Lawrence. To reiterate, second in the nation in sacks for Clemson. It's just going to be a huge defensive effort for Clemson versus Ohio State's powerful running game up front. I think Curtis Samuel is going to have to step up in this game yet again. And I think the key for Ohio State is going to be to avoid the middle of the field if they can't establish that line of scrimmage on offense themselves and maybe try and stretch it outside the tackles. We don't really know what Clemson has in terms of 
their linebackers. Obviously, Ben Bolaware is extremely tough, but we don't know really about his speed. Darian o- Dorian O'Daniel plays the Sam linebacker position for them, is known to be fast and athletic, but is a little bit less experienced compared to the other linebackers uh, as he's been injured in the past for Clemson. So I just think uh, in terms of a less experienced secondary as well for Clemson, maybe Curtis Samuel can expose them there. How about you, Tim? Uh, I think what you need to do is you need to make you need to make the linebackers, especially, and also those defensive ends, cover 53 yards wide. You need yeah. them to be going left, right, all the way over the place, and Curtis Samuel's the kind of guy mm-hmm. that can do that for Ohio State. And then for Ohio State on defense, I think it's important to keep the running game, both Watson and Gallman, keep it down. When yeah. they've had success this year, it's when they've been able to neutralize like a running quarterback like Baker Mayfield, and mm-hmm. we saw that. A few of the other guys, Trace McSorley, kind of hurt him with his I th- legs. I think this game you State can compa- game. you can compare this game a lot with the Cle- or with the Oklahoma game because they shut. I think it's going to be a lot on Raquan McMillan to shut down Deshaun Watson running the football and force him to throw like they did against Oklahoma. Exactly. You want to get to a point where he's feeling flushed out of the pocket, but then when he wants to run up field, he's throwing it instead and probably throw hopefully thrown into some trouble. Yeah. All right. So I think that does it for the keys of the game right there. So. Pretty much what we what we've established, Clemson's defensive line is dominant versus an Ohio State running game that's been dominant all season long, rushing for over three thousand yards. So that's going to be a battle. On the other hand, Clemson's passing game has been extremely dominant uh, all season long, aside from some of those interceptions and turnovers by Deshaun Watson going up against an Ohio State passing defense. That secondary that's arguably the best secondary in the country with one of the best uh, ball hawks in the country, Malik Hooker, leading the way. So there's going to be two battles there, so it could definitely come down to a field position game like David mentioned earlier, or it's going to come down to Curtis Samuel getting outside of the tackles and a couple big plays, I think, is what it's going to take for Ohio State. And then like Tim said, defensively, Ohio State needs to shut down the run and force Clemson to throw the ball into that vaunted Ohio State secondary. So with that, let's go some score predictions and confidence levels. 0% 0% to 100%. Tim, start us off. Um, You know what? I just feel like this game is... It doesn't have the feet. It's like the Oklahoma game yeah. where you're like, you know, sure. it's, it could be a tough opponent. Not sure. But this isn't a team that you're like, dude, they're going to beat Ohio State. So I, I really feel, you know, you have that kind of circle of doubt when you play Penn State or Michigan State or you know even Michigan. But I, I feel really good just the way that JT Barrett and Urban Meyer, especially, hasn't. I mean, he hasn't lost a playoff game. He's only coached in two. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the advantage right there for Ohio State. I, I like Ohio State in kind of a classic. You know what they did against Alabama: slow scoring at start, and then you know one big play to spark it all, and then start working and make Clemson play from behind. I think Ohio State. It's imperative that they get working in the first quarter on offense mm-hmm. because if not, they it could be a long day because. Clemson has some certain big playability. When Ohio State isn't able to count in their defense, they've certainly had some trouble. Uh, David, how about you go now? Uh, well, as you mentioned, it's tough to bet against Urban Meyer. Only losing two bowl games in his entire career, although one of which has been against Dabo Sweeney and this Clemson team. Uh, but that was a different team plagued with a flu virus that was racking the team, and they were maybe... 75% going into that game. He does an incredible job of preparing his team when you're giving him this much time to go into a game. If you're asking me what my score prediction is, I'm thinking 
30-27 Ohio State victory, and my confidence level about 70%. Yeah, I didn't give my score. I'll get oh, yeah, back give it, yeah, let's go to the score. I, I, I think we're going to get a 34-23 to 23 Ohio State score. I think Ohio State's defense is going to do a good job at clamping down inside the 30 and force Clemson to kick two or three field goals when they really – and that's going to be the difference is Ohio State will get touchdowns in the red zone. I think Clemson will end up with uh, field goals. I like that point. And I like what David said about Urban Meyer and JT Barrett in a big game. It's hard to discount those guys and what they've done in the past. But something about this game, I'm just not sure. I'm scared about Clemson's wide receivers. And that's why I think Clemson is going to win this football game and end up in the national championship versus Alabama. I think it's going to be... Let me think of a score here. Because I agree with you that I think Clemson's going to be forced to kick a lot of field goals. But I think, and I think Ohio State will score touchdowns, but I just don't think they're going to get that start in the first quarter. I think they're going to be lackadaisical again, and I think it's really going to end up costing them this game. I'll go, I'll go 34-17 Clemson in this game. A couple touchdowns, a lot of field goals for Clemson, but I think they're going to move on to the national championship, and Ohio State is probably a year away. They're going to have a lot of guys coming back next year, but I just I'm not sure about this year. I really think it's going to be Alabama versus Clemson in the national championship. That it for you guys? You guys are good on it? Nothing else. Let's go to bed. All right. I feel I feel so sacrilegious betting against Ohio State in this game, but it's just how I feel it's going to go. So make sure all you guys tune in tomorrow. We'll be on scarletandgraysportsradio.com. We'll be up in the booth at the Fiesta Bowl calling the game from the student radio for Ohio State. So we hope to see you tomorrow. If not, enjoy the game on TV and uh, go Bucks. One baby to another says I'm lucky to meet you I don't care what